incomprehensible jargon is the hallmark of a profession. Kingman Brewster. You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee Hull. And I'm Lee Esses. Welcome to 2023. Yay! 2023 for us is going to be the year of diving deeper and taking closer looks at these facets that we've glossed over in the past. And that starts with this month in leveling up your own writing. Even though our podcast is for new and aspiring authors, this month we are going to be focusing a little bit closer to those aspiring authors, the ones that have been writing for a while and are looking for a way to improve, to refine their technique. We've talked in the past about the difference between talent and skill. Talent is what you start with, skill is what you build. This series this month is particularly focusing on building those skills. Things to look at in your storytelling to get closer to your best version of your own writing. And a lot of the transition between brand new writer and polished and published author comes down to how you can communicate with the rest of the writing community. In order to communicate and understand other writers, you need to understand the jargon. We've used a lot of it before in this podcast, but for any of you who are confused at what we mean when we say POV or WIP or FMC or any of that, this is for you. Now, most of these terms are acronyms of some kind. The first ones we want to get into are the basics. MC, this is your main character. Everything in your story is built around the MC. This is probably also the most common that you will see in both the writing and reading communities. There are variations that you'll see. That's an FMC or an MMC. This is especially common in the romance, and the FMC is your female main character, and the MMC is your male main character. If you're looking for certain romances, sapphic romances will sometimes be called sapphic. That's your female female, or you'll see them FF. You'll also see MM for identification of the genders involved in the main romantic plot. Now, your main character isn't always your POV character. Your POV stands for point of view. This is the character that you're seeing the scene through in that moment. Even though this Lee is the main character in the story, you're the hero, the one who changes the most and changes the world the most. If we're seeing it from my POV point of view, they can be separated and still tell the same story. Examples of that separation would be Sherlock Holmes, where the POV character is John Watson, but the main character is Sherlock. The next acronym is WIP or W-I-P. This is work in progress. People use this to reference any of the stories that they have that they're actively working on. Sometimes you'll hear people talk about a graveyard of dead whips. I have a lot of those. (laughs) So I will type WIP fairly frequently. If it's in a visual text format, I'll say whip on social media forums or whatever, but I will say verbally work in progress more often than not. The next acronym is similar to whip, and that is your MS or manuscript. I usually see the manuscript in reference to a finished edited product, one that hasn't been published, but it is completed, while your whip is something that you are still writing or still in the progress of editing. 
The next thing that is something you will see often in the process of writing, as well as when you're publishing the book, is references to triggers. There are a lot of different triggers to take into consideration, but one of the most frequent that you will see is abbreviated with SA, which means sexual assault. So if you see TW semicolon SA, it's saying, hey, have a heads up. There is a trigger warning in this particular content, and this is what it's about. There's also CW for content warning. Now let's get into common terms within the industry. So not necessarily with the manuscript and the writing process itself, but ones that you will see in the larger industry for writing. You'll see the term polished a lot. They're looking for a polished manuscript. It hasn't been professionally edited yet, or maybe it has, but not by a traditional publisher's official editor. But it is one that you have edited, that you have worked on, that you have polished to make it look as good as possible before you start sending it to industry representatives. The next one is CMOS, stands for the Chicago Manual of Style. Especially in the U.S., this is the go-to resource for a lot of editors and publishers. It is very much your formatting, your stylization, all of that comes from the CMOS. You also will see a lot these days NA, New Adult. While this isn't an official publishing category, it is one that a lot of indie authors and in the promotion process will be referred to as a new adult book. Ones that aren't necessarily YA anymore, but share a lot of the commonalities with YA with young adults, but it is a lot more graphic and tends to have a whole lot more spice. Spice is another one of those terms that you'll see and that means something a little more forthright in the sexuality, especially of what's happening to the characters. Instead of they hug and kiss and fade to black and then they wake up in the bed the next morning, there's the whole laid out scene of what happens in between those two. You will also see POC. POC standing for person of color. So if you have a main character or sometimes publishers will be looking for an AOC author of color in order to publish their book with them. You'll also sometimes if you're listening, will hear the by POC referred to as BIPOC. It generally covers people of color, indigenous peoples, blacks, Hispanics, Asians, everyone but white, basically. <laughs> One that I've seen people get confused by that you see a lot of the industry place a lot of value on is that comp title. These are titles of books that you can compare to that share the same target audience, have a similar problem solution structure, definitely the same genre. This comp title is something that will help your readers know and understand and get a quick glance at what they're looking at. And the final one for industry terms specifically is BSL, known as the best sellers list. There are a lot of different bestsellers lists out there. It's not just the New York Times. USA includes audiobook sales in their bestsellers list as compared to the New York Times doesn't. And the New York Times also splits it between genre and types and such. But in general, saying you've had a book that hit the BSL, hit the bestsellers list, this puts you in a different category in the industry's mind. Now let's get into things that you'll need to know, those terms you'll need to know for when you are actively publishing your book. One of the terms that you'll see a lot are ARCs or ARC. 
These are advanced reader copies. Before your book is released, you give out books to certain people, especially people with high social media followings or in your local media, these kinds of people who will read your book and then rave about it to their followers, get your potential readers excited about your book. There are websites out there such as NetGalley that distribute ARC books, I believe mostly for traditional publishers, but a lot of book reviewers, bookstagrammers, people on BookTok, they are part of these distribution ARC sites so that they will receive early copies of books before they've been fully fleshed out and fully edited so that they can offer up those early reviews and quotes for publishing and for marketing reasons. If you see the term galleys, it means those advanced reader copies. Another pair of terms that you're going to see is DNF and TBR. Your TBR pile is your to-be-read pile. My whole shelf is a TBR stack. And a lot of your shelf is also a DNF, which means did not finish. This is used when a reader decides, I am done with this book and I'm never going to pick it back up again. But as the author, you don't want a book that a lot of people will DNF. The next term that you're going to see when publishing your book is the ISBN, or the International Standard Book Number. This is like your book's social security number. This is a unique number that only applies to your book ever. It's 13 digits, and this comes at the end of your novel during the publishing process. You stamp it with this ISBN so that other people can find your book in other locations. The final term for this is POD, print on demand. If you are self-publishing, you will need to look into the various print on demand services Amazon is the most popular. However, there's also Ingram Spark, there's Barnes and Noble. There's lots of other places that offer print on demand for books. So we've given you a whole lot of these acronyms, especially that the industry will use that will help you communicate to other authors. We had to cut a bunch of them out because of the time constriction of the particular episode. So if you want the extended version, let us know. You, as an author, have this information. Now it's your job to absorb them and start using these words yourself. So we have some homework for you. Your first piece of homework is to find industry professionals and follow them on social media. Find one editor, two publishers, and three authors. Start to read their posts. Make sure you're actually active and engaging with them so that you get an idea of what other authors, what other people within the industry are doing. And after you followed them on social media, pick out a couple of them and sign up for their newsletters as well. We will be back later this week with another episode. We're going to be talking about getting and giving feedback, which is a very critical piece of getting better with your writing, is learning how to take critical feedback. Until then, write selfishly. If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots at aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing. 